Hello, thank you for joining LTC DON Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Chief Nursing Officer for APACN. I'm here today with Linda Winston, Director of Education for MDS Consultants. MDS Consultants provides short-term and long-term MDS completion services, practical training for the everyday MDS coordinator, and a variety of compliance services for case mix, Medicare eligibility, UBO4, care plans, schizophrenia audits, and more. Learn how to get help for your team at mds-consultants.com. Today, Linda joins us to discuss how to operationalize change in the workplace. Welcome, Linda. Thank you, Amy. Let's dive in. How do you implement change with the limited resources people have today? Well, that's a big question. So I believe a systematic approach to change is key. And especially when we're discussing that we have limited resources. Preparing for change should be a given in a generic sense. And as we're facing changes in MDS 3.0 coming October 1st, 2023, those continual updates to the five-star rating system and quality measures. And these are only a few of the topics, right? The list can go on and on. Recognizing change is constant in the world of skilled nursing challenges, and it challenges us to be mobile in our thoughts and actions. Thinking from this global perspective, change is part of our world, and that's where this systematic approach is necessary. Having team members skilled in change management, and this can include identifying change, prioritizing change, making the change, monitoring the change, and sustaining the change. With the ability to adapt accordingly to what is changing should be part of the leadership team's skill set. And a couple of specific thoughts that I carry with me is making sure the change is appropriate and necessary. I find myself asking, is it the right time? Is it right to make this change? Thinking about the organization's current culture and competing factors. And to ensure the change is necessary and focused, a gap analysis, a self-assessment, root cause analysis, these are tools that may be necessary that can assist us in identifying that the change is needed. Another thought, Do you as an organization have a plan on how to carry out and monitor the change? The Plan, Do, Study, Act model provides a tested approach to implementing change. And having those team members skilled and trained in this model assists in time management of developing what needs to change as well as implementing the change. My colleague, Jess Stusen, who's the Assistant Director of Education for MDS Consultants and I, we talk about this quite often. And she shared with me a thought. Her thought was to divide and conquer, ensure a point person has been provided the information, resources, and authority to lead the change, monitor the progress or lack of progress, and sustain the change. It really comes down to making sure that you know how you're going to do that change. Linda, that's really great information. I wanna circle back, because you mentioned prioritizing change. How do you prioritize change? So, I mean, when I talk about or think about prioritizing change, there's a question I try to answer. 
is the change new or something that is happening that needs to change? And this may influence how and when the change needs to occur. Once determined, completing a prioritization exercise to determine which change has priority to occur can be helpful. This allows a timeline to be developed to organize necessary and focused change. Quality assurance and performance improvement tools can assist here. So on the CMS QAPI website, there is a prioritization tool. This tool is an example that we use during a PACN's QCP certification program. And I find it always interesting when we do this as an exercise to see the attendees and how they become enlightened during this activity, how a systematic approach can enhance the prioritization and build team commitment and engagement by working through that kind of exercise. So making sure that you think about a tool and again, make that part of your systematic approach. And additionally, a functional and effective QAPI team that's already established can assist. A key in today's workplace is to assess what is already in place and working that can support upcoming changes versus creating new teams and work groups. A well-established, diverse QAPI team could be helpful in this. And I think about John Maxwell, who identified the law of timing, and it's one of his 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And he observed that timing is often the difference between success and failure when initiating and implementing change or new initiatives. And this is where leaders are key in guiding change and setting up change for success. Thank you, Linda. I'm a big fan of John Maxwell as well, and I encourage listeners to read that book if they have not done so already. What can you do if you are having difficulty getting staff to support and help implement change? In the many times I've worked on a change project in my career, you have all levels of staff support throughout the change process. So I look to a recent author I read, which is Rose O. Sherman, who's nationally known for her work in helping current and future leaders to develop leadership and coaching skills. She has a book out, The Nuts and Bolts of Nurse Leadership, Your Toolkit for Success. And she highlights Carrie Bunker's suggestion that there are four distinct responses to change, entrenched, overwhelmed, poser, or learner. And she identifies entrenched staff are those that believe they will outlast change. They could retire before the change is implemented. She also introduces the term cave dwellers when you're thinking about entrenched staff. And the cave is an acronym for consistently against virtually everything. She points out overwhelmed staff are those that have high anxiety levels and may have feelings of depression or powerlessness. While posers exhibit a high level of confidence in their ability to change, but may not have the self-awareness and actual confidence that they need. And learners are those that feel challenged and stretched, but are determined to move forward. There's many theories and works discussing change, and it's important to ensure the team responsible for identifying, implementing, monitoring, and sustaining change has the tools necessary to potentiate success. Being a change agent requires skills, and there may be a need for education and competence training, 
And by having an understanding of the people that you're working with to make the change and really get to a root cause to the difficulty or the resistance you may be experiencing, it can help that leader develop a plan of action to assist staff through the change. Clear, transparent, consistent communication is one of the many needed skills during times of change. Remember, if the leadership through change doesn't consistently communicate honestly and accurately, others will take over the messaging and could cause disruption and anxiety that could negatively affect the team moving forward and making progress. You know, Rose Sherman further cites communicating with possibilities and optimism that the change is expected to bring can be energizing and contagious. So, you know, that's one source when thinking about how to support staff buy-in. There's much more research to explore when experiencing challenges with staff buy-in, and I encourage people to continually work at identifying where their staff's at, communicating with them, and putting that action plan in place to help the staff come through the change because they're anxious and they have, you know, emotional responses to when you're changing things. Again, Linda, great advice. I always say find your early adopters and help them help you spread the word and make the change stick. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today? Yeah. There's another person that I've recently read, and that kind of tells you that I'm always thinking about how to help people with all the changes. And his name is Charles Duig. And he's been known as an investigative reporter for the New York Times, but he's also written an evidence-based book about how habits are formed and what we can do to change them. And he identifies habits make up 40% of our daily routines, whether at work or at home. And that brings me back to thinking, ensuring we have provided staff with time and opportunity to learn a new habit can be instrumental in effectively organizing and managing change. This leads us back to planning for change as it is complex and requires time and talent, as well as enthusiasm and optimism. And I circle back to having a strong, effective QAPI team and program as being a place where a systematic approach to change can be set up for success. And finally, I always encourage people, and when we're out training, thinking about taking the time to celebrate along the way, finding ways to measure success and recognize those achievements. So often we're faced with challenges and negativity. We need to find ways to communicate positively about these moments that arise throughout the change process, whether it's during identifying the change and celebrating that, prioritizing the change. Oh my gosh, the team's come up with, this is how we're going to do this. We can all buy in and we're all on the same page, implementing, monitoring, and the sustaining stages of change. And we know change is complex and multifactorial. We know we'll continue to face challenges with change in the skilled nursing environment. And I just wanna thank you for you know, taking time to talk about this topic. And my hope today is that we've stimulated additional thoughts on piloting change while remembering to take time to have fun along the way. 
That's great information, Linda. I love to celebrate when change has been successfully implemented. And I really want to thank you, Linda, for your time and your expertise in sharing that today with our listeners. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse leaders, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC DON Chat Podcast. 